Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Are you well? I'm good. I'm okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not I like really we haven't am. been talking I'm for the past okay. four fucking hours. No, I mean, we have already spent three hours with each other today. Um, we should welcome the people to the podcast. Yes. Do you want to do... do, do you no, want to, actually, no, I, 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 like, I like your sonorous cadence. <laughs> Thank you very much. We've uh, we've received precisely one piece of feedback on the, removing the intro music, which uh, someone wrote in to tell me, don't dare remove the intro music, I've been writing lyrics for it. Oh. Yeah, it was nice. Um, but I'm not sure whether it fits the podcast, so we've um, I've I've asked Chris to to look out some other um, podcasts, uh, so, so some other some other theme tunes. And what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to I'm going to practice doing the intro um, to this new music. Does that sound good, Chris? That does indeed. Would you like the All first right, so, one? Yeah, yeah, hit me, hit me. Here it comes. Hello, and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends. My name is Grant Howitt, and this is Chris Taylor, and together, for just £5 a month, we'll be answering your RPG questions. Christopher here has to drink terrible coffee he found at the back of a cupboard, and it causes him awful pain. Some days he doesn't even wake up. For just £5 a month, you can get Chris a decent cup of fucking coffee, so he can maybe contribute to the podcast. Thank you. I liked it. That was that was. What do you think? Yeah, you sad. Right with that? I'll, yeah, I'll just, just yeah, okay. reel it. Just reel yeah, in okay. the sad music. Um, mm-hmm. okay. I think I think we could have maybe stepped up our game. We could have okay. we could have gone for it. Like, 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 do you want me to do all of these? Or like, do, do you want to try? No, 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 no. Them? I'm I'm yeah, I'm okay, providing yeah. you with feedback here. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, sure. Um, I think we should maybe step up the game a little bit and ask for a tenner because then we could have gotten some lunch as well. Yeah, I am hungry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to right. the next. <clears throat> okay, sure. Are we ready? Flex those I'm vocal ready, muscles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't do that again. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howard, and that's Christopher Taylor. And in the corner, we've bound a young woman who knows what delights will achieve. That's creepy. That is actually. You know what? I'd rather gone for a young man. Yeah. That would have been much funnier if I'd just, gone for a young just like, man. Just like a, a dog. I'm going to stop that, actually. I freaked myself out with that. Yeah, I don't like it actually. I'm not. Hmm. No. no, my head went there. All right, let's let, let's 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 do the last one here. You ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Why not? There might be copyright issues with this one. Tell no one. Okay. Sure. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Hearty Dice Friends. Things are gonna get real hearty and real friendly. And quite dicey. <laughs> yeah, that sometimes dice. I, I, I like that one. I, I think that's snappier. It's. It, I mean, it's certainly a good song. Uh, I'm worried about the copyright issues because I believe, I believe that was Careless Whisper. Now, you say that, mm-hmm. but I've I've already dodged this copyright issue because what I've done is in my files I've misspelt both Careless and Whisper, so it's a completely I, different song. I 100 percent believe you misspelt both of those words. <laughs> But not for that reason. <laughs> well, fair. Okay, cool. Then we are we are absolutely set. Um, yep. uh, if you if you've got any suggestions um, for theme tunes you'd like us to uh, to try and introduce the podcast to that are available on on incompetech dot com um, or our careless whisper, please get in touch with links and we'll put them in the show. I'd also oh I received a wonderful message by the way recently this week. Um, so one of our listeners, a man called Connor O'Sullivan. 
got in touch to say that while he was listening to this podcast, his dog, Clay, he was a little uh, little pug, a, heard a my cherub voice of a creature. He's just, it's, it's like a potato on chopsticks. It's a wonderful thing. It, Clay heard my voice and got excited Aww. and started running around looking for me. So, to that end, I just want to say, <gasps> Clay, Clay, where's the boy? Where's the boy? Oh, yeah. Is it time for, walk? it's time for walks? Clay, 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 come on, Clay, come on, Clay. Oh, you a good boy. Oh, you a good boy. Okay, so that's, um, I hope you can calm, calm down after that, Connor. Also, a, a personal request. Connor, you have the best Irish voice ever. Could you please record me a sound file of you saying the word filthy? <laughs> because I'm going to need it for future podcasts for no reason at all. But if you could do that for me, I would love you forever. Anyway, on, on, on to our scheduled programming. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so, Christopher. This is, uh, I should explain as well, um, for, for, for anyone who's, who's, uh, whose first episode this is, uh, thank you for listening this far. This is an RPG <laughs> advice podcast where we talk kind of about RPGs and kind of give advice to you, the listener, uh, answering questions that have been sent in by you, the listener, and also on the front page of uh, Reddit slash RPG, mm-hmm. because we are, we are a tiny podcast and we don't have much in the way of support or questions. But also, we, we can just get questions by uh, search control effing for... For question marks on the front page of Reddit. Yeah, mm, it's really easy. Yeah. So, Chris, what's the uh, what's the first question, my hearty dice friend? Uh, the first question this day. This <laughs> oh, I'm trying to do it very dramatically. Doesn't work. Mm. What are your favourite characters slash archetypes to play in tabletop games? Oh, who's asked this? This is Gabe. 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 Hi, Gabe. Mm. Thanks for writing in. My favourite archetype to write is the uh, to play is the charismatic frontman. I always, always, always play someone who can talk and just charges headlong into every social situation po- uh, possible. I do like that, Chris. Uh, it, it moves the story forward. It does. It does. I I tend to flip flop from sudden <laughs> massive violence to bookish type. Those are the two I play. Actually, um, after after you left uh, Norwich, where we, uh, when we where we went to university together, um, I, I I took on the mantle of sudden violence, and then and then I had the uh, flip flop character who was very nice and sociable, and then, then flipped to sudden violence. Mm, always fun. Who I think I've really made my own. Always, always satisfying. Uh, I I find it very difficult to play characters which aren't uh, a front man in some way or a talker. Well, no, um, because because then you have the legitimate in character reason for talking over everybody else at a table. Mm, I feel it's best to get that established right out of the way. <laughs> you like it codified by rules. Yeah, I feel that, you know, I think that being in a role-playing game, there's social content written, we're there to entertain each other, and unfortunately, some of the fuckers be boring as shit. Yeah. And so I have to I have to step up. I don't know, that's, that's rude. That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not I'm not going to say it's not true, but it's not, it's, it's not the image I want to project in the podcast. <laughs> Got to think about that PR, man. Got to think about it. No, I uh, I do talk of people a lot. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get better about it, um, but I've uh, you know we're all learning. Chris uh, Chris doesn't like talking in character. No, don't do it. No, it just he refuses to do it. And that and, and like you, you've run quite a few successful campaigns despite not really ever saying words in character. No, you don't need to say words in character. No, simply report speech. Yes, pretend you're a journalist. No. I have a question. Go for it. The cool way to do mind control NPCs. So <laughs> the way I, you stress that it, sentence is lovely. Oh, thank you very much. This question comes in from Reddit user. You got a butt. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thank you. For, thanks for noticing. Mm. Um, the uh, the uh, 
the NPC here has the mind control. They're not being mind controlled. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are we are we talking like the Harvey Birdman mind taker dramatic way of casting it? Or are we talking like cool things to do with mind control? They say um, I, I want to use it. I want to use it to add a sense of oddity for the players. They won't know that they, they have been mind controlled at first. My idea is just to cut to a scene and describe them doing whatever the mind controller would, could have demanded. Oh. And then the second one is I don't want the players to feel like they don't have any control at all. And that's what mind and control like, is. I don't want to don't want to burst yeah. that bubble there. Um, but like, there are a lot of really nice, crucially non creepy things you can do with mind control. Mm. Like if the players come to halfway through acting th- out of play, like they're on stage in costume, mm. and they don't know what's going on, but they know their lines. Yeah, that's fine. And they know roughly what they've got to do, and they've got to kind of fulfil that um, stereotype archetype of mm. their character. That's quite a nice way of doing it. Wad has quite a quite a clever way of doing it as well, in that you get XP. When you um, when you obey the mind control. Oh, so so, so is it optional? As it were. Yeah. So like um, like uh, I think they call them story beats. I forget what it's called, but you know it's XP. Mm. Um, World of Darkness refuses to call a spade a spade, <laughs> and they um, they refuse to have a working the... website. Is what they refuse to have. <laughs> Don't go there. One of the um, I shan't. One of the um, so like the there's a vampire spell like um, like Majesty, which which makes someone obsessed with you. And then you get the uh, you get the obsessed tag on your character, and then whenever you put yourself in danger for the for the sake of the person who cast this Majesty spell on you, um, you gain a story beat, you gain XP, That's and nice. it's just quite a clever way of of, of letting so like, so you don't have to do it. But your character gets more powerful for doing the fun, interesting thing, and I think that's a really I think like like rewarding players for doing um, stuff that you want them to do in the game is a very clever idea. It's a very clever way of doing it. But that's 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 not like right. This 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 seems more like a um like a like a memory holes style situation. Yeah, which crops which up in almost every single one of our games. I love memory holes; they're the best. <laughs> Probably my favourite kind of hole. <laughs> Good. After Fox and um, Glory, I don't like Glory <laughs> holes. I just couldn't think of anything <laughs> to put before hole. I'm running out. Wookie. Yes. That, that, that's safe to say on the radio. K. K. A K hole. Oh, as in ketamine. Yes. Right. I mean, I, I don't like those either. Anyway, point is, I think this is a tricky one to answer. I think that you know, if it's fun, to, it's 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 fun to mess around with that with that player agency and that um and that character agency. But I think you could probably do some fun stuff to uh, steal something from um, Until Dawn, which is a um, which is a PS4 game. Where you sort of play out a horror film, but there are there are some really heavy-handed bits in it where a psychologist interviews you um, about like what what's the scariest thing? Scarecrows or maggots? And then you're like, oh, it's it's maggots, mate. And then, and then he's like, ah, oh, very interesting. I don't know why he's being played by Tom Hardy playing Bane. In, in <laughs> I mean, that in of... itself is quite scary when he's you know in a yeah. suit but with the mask on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, scarecrows. Sorry, actually, this is just Deckard Kane. <laughs> Stay a while and stop being mad. <laughs> Nobody believed me. Okay. Um, point is, he interviews he interviews the, the player about these things. You ask the questions, that kind of tweaks what happens in the game a little bit. Yeah. And I think you could do it. You could have a really interesting scene where, like, they enter into a mindscape with the NPC, and the NPC is like, "What's the worst thing you've ever done?" So, oh, 
done this. And it's, oh, what's what's the worst thing you'd be prepared to do? Oh, okay, I do that. And then like you've woken up doing it. Yeah. And that sort of, and and, that, and and that sort of thing where like like you blend the lines between reality and fiction, and it's possible to lie and trick. And I think having like ha- having mind control. One one of the great things about RPGs is they give us an unlimited um, set design and budget for to to, to to tell our stories in. And so being able to set up a mindscape which you can go to and bargain and trick and get trapped in and have adventures in is um I, li- I like a great deal. Yeah, and I think actually interestingly the fact that you brought up um, until dawn, those mm. sort of narrative video games are actually a very nice way of looking at it. Oh yeah, because you. If in, in an RPG you have unlimited choice you can literally do whatever mm. you want to that's fine mm-hmm. but in a game you're limited by what's coded mm-hmm. so for instance in uh, Heavy Rain there's a section where you've you've got to, to do some nasty stuff to your hand oh, I love that section it's, it's an, so good it's an excellent bit of game um, mm. but essentially the whole point is you're not getting out without doing something yeah, figure out you can you can do it nasty. You can do it you can do it cleanly. I think like like so like basically you're, you're in a horrible old room and there's lots of things you can use to damage your hand. Yeah, like shards of glass, or pliers, a saw. You can you can close it in a door. I think. Yeah, or or you can you know you can heat up a knife. Ah, uh, you, you need I don't know. You yeah, you can if you if you oh, take okay. a knife over to the hob, you can sterilize it, cut it, and dr- you can dress the wound as well. Oh mate, I just used some pliers and ran away. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but it's Ugh. the fact that you're in a situation, you're getting out of this one way, mm. but it's how you achieve that one way. Like you have to harm yeah. your hand. How do you want to do that? And I, th- I think I think that also like it, it, there's a there's a real uh, pushback players have against um, being told what their characters feel or what their characters do. And I can dig why because you know their character's head is the one thing they have control over in the world. Yeah. But if you can if you can establish in a meta game style and say, well, okay, um, by six p.m. today, one of you is going one of you is going to have lost a hand. Yeah. Deal with that situation. Tell, like like work out how. And then you just put a load of really tasty looking guillotines around. It's actually one thing I noticed. Um, so shut, shut up and sit down. Played my game uh, Sean Bean Quest, mm-hmm. where you play uh, six Sean Beans trying to survive throughout a film and replacing the Sean Beans as they die. But you have um, so one of the one of the traits your Sean Bean has is, is is a way in which they're going to die. And when they get closer to that level of death energy, they become more powerful and more in danger. And like result four is. Um, uh, like you get torn apart by wild beasts of some kind, and so like quite early on, one of the one of the characters who rolled this, he like he just insisted that every scene had a tiger in which he would go and pet while talking. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Ah, oh, Roger, you're here. And that and, and and that sort of thing. So it's like, well, listen, I'm going to get eaten by a tiger. So let's put a tiger in every scene until I get eaten by a tiger, and that's um, I think like setting up the expectations of the players is fun too. Yeah, I, I quite like the idea of doing it as a um, as a mindscape. I think there's some there's some fun to be had with that. Yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice way of approaching it, and also you've got that kind of fallback of it was all a dream. Never do that. No, no, but you know what I mean. Like I I did that once and it didn't go. Did down you actually well. do it? It was a really good reveal. And like in like also it wasn't just a dream like it was a dream but also it was a message projected to you by psychic power right um, which is what but, this is um, yeah it did, didn't didn't go down as well as I'd hoped uh, like, <laughs> what I, were you I, hoping I just, for well I wanted people to get really upset and like I started cavalierly killing off the characters halfway through and I think the fact that I don't do that normally people people kind of clock that something was up no. anyway 
Ask me another question, Christopher. Okay, this comes from <laughs> show question regular Turb. Hey, Turb. Ideas for a fiasco game set at a village fate, please. No tombola element for legal reasons. Now, well, that rather hamstrings us right from it the does, off, doesn't it? But I'm, I'm more interested here. Why no tombola? Have mm. the Tombola Foundation put out a restraining order on you? What's what's going on there? I need I need I Tombola think, story. Is what I'm saying. I think that I think that Turb used to be in the pocket of Big Tombola. Yeah. Um, ironically, run by a man called Big Tom, and Big Tom died of Ebola. Thomas Bowler, <laughs> head of the head of the uh, of the Tombola um, committee. Uh, I'm assuming Turb has um, ratted ratted out old Tommy on illegal Tombola practices. And um, has been handed out, and so now now can no longer risk uh, getting involved with any sort of uh, tombola style excursions for fear of summoning for, for fear of summoning Tom Thomas Bowler. Either that, or he defected to Big Cake. I literally the big guess the weight of the cake cake. Uh, guess the weight cake, and, it's that, and that's generally quite a big cake as well. Yeah, and and he just can't go back to tombolas because the uh, the emotions linked to it are too painful. Well, I think this has given us a great setup for a fiasco playlist, uh, playset even. Oh yeah, which is the enormous corporations every... trying to control the fate. Well, like you've got enormous corporations, but you've got like every stall in a village fate has some sort of powerful financial, political, or occult significance. Yeah, I like I like the the, the idea that the that the bingo tent has the bingo tents. Uh, mate, I live in the country. That bingo tents all over yeah, the place. Yeah, but. Wow, I've never seen a bingo tent. Like we used to have, because I, I went to a fate in your village last summer. Oh, you did. <laughs> there was snake handling, a plant stall, yep, and a lot of really wet mums. Yeah, like so it rained. It rained on the mums. It rained oh. on the mums. Ah, okay, yeah. I mean, it is a very middle class area. Yeah. Um, but no, there's this bingo. Okay. I mean, that's, that's generally when the church organises. And right, that's where okay, the snake yeah. handling comes from as well. It's a bit backwaters, right? Uh, there. Yeah. Well, you've got um, you've got what is it? Um, uh, Sithra. You worship down there, isn't that the snake god? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I try to stay away from the snake handlers. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's either snakes or goats. Once you get in far enough into the country in England, yeah, it's one or the other. Either that, or there's the, there's the tractor adoration. Oh yeah, the the children of the tractor. <laughs> yeah, the, the, we, we occasionally. But I, I've actually pointed out I do live in a very quaint English village, mm-hmm. and occasionally it's about once every six months or so, um, mm-hmm. an awful lot of very very shiny old tractors will roll into town. This is the true thing, not like no. This is this is a genuine before. thing yeah, that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, sure, so yeah, yeah, yeah. About six, ten, somewhere in that region of incredibly like chromed, old style tractors, like a gang. Like a gang, but more like... Are there people driving them? Yes, people driving them. They're not, they're not transformers. Oh, okay, they're not yeah. coming to destroy okay. us. And they'll just park up in the middle of, in the middle of our, um, our park, kind of near the, uh-huh. the kids' play area, weirdly. Right. And they'll just sit there, and there'll be that weird piped music, that... sort of noise. Really? And then people will just turn up, adore the directors for a while, and then piss off home. And it's terrifying. That's really I don't know what it's for. Like... If there were forty of them, I could maybe understand why you come up and look at the tractors. No, it's 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 sub twenty like seven. Yeah, like some a good good year you get twelve in. Hmm. But it's not it's not the weather for tractors. We're, we're, we're going off on a tangent, mate. Sorry, we need, yeah. we need to get back to this fiasco place, sir. Well, I think to be honest with you, the horrifying nightmare that is my local fate 
Mm. Like, so you've horror got horror game. So you've got you've got big business. So so we can't have tombola. Really, we no can't tombola. Have that. that was the, that was the one stipulation we had. So we can't read tombolas in there. We've got the we've got the spooky tractor boys. Yep. I assume they're boys. Are, are there women who come in on the tractors? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh, but fantastic. I can only imagine that they all have you know the same patches on the leather jackets. Mm. So. The uniform's the same no matter the gender. Yeah. People trying to bake the heaviest cake known to man. Mm-hmm. Whack a rat. And not getting it. Whack a rat. You yeah. Cannot have and, a fate um, without a whack a rat. Bat the rat. Oh, this is called whack a rat. Well, it's it's whack a mole and bat the rat. Okay. Ours is called whack a rat. Well, that I, sounds. I don't know what else like, to tell you. <laughs> That's literally what it sounds like. A, it sounds like a city in Iraq. And I think that I mean the core idea of any fiasco play set is that people are going to kill each other, right? Presumably. I mean, also, I think this isn't the sort of thing which we can answer in a podcast. This is the sort of thing which we want to sit down and actually release for money because this is quite a good idea. <laughs> thanks, Turb. Yeah, thanks, Turb. Chum. <laughs> Did you see your microphone? No, I tried to go chum. Oh, I suddenly like slapped it's... your microphone. That's what I was getting. <laughs> chum. Eat it, Turb. <laughs> I've got a question coming in. This comes, this comes in from Project Mirai. Project Mirai. Mirai. Mm, good name. Stealth characters enter an orc city to cause disruption a few days before an army attempts to sack the place. What are some hooks I can add to keep it from getting stale? I, I kind of can't believe that Project Mirai is asking this question, because that sounds like the most fun. Yeah, like, you've, you've got free reign for a couple of days before the mm. city is destroyed. Yeah. I, I suppose it changes the game a little bit, depending on your allegiance to the force that's coming in to destroy the city. I assume they're chums. Yeah, but I, I kind of like the idea that you're just opportunistic. You're like, oh, they're going to attack. Well, we've got, <laughs> we've got two days, mate. Let's get a bag. Read, read you rescue as many orc babes and as many orc hunks as possible and get them out of the city. <laughs> Bring the van around. I'm going to fill it with this priceless art. So you, um, yeah, I mean, because that might get damaged. What, what you have to do is, just, is, try, is try and build a sexy orc commune. So you get all the choicest um, spirits and the choicest drugs and the, the sexiest, hunkiest orcs, uh, orc boys and girls, um, all, you know, of the age, and um, get a... Cause that's, you know, I still feel really uncomfortable about what I did in the opening paragraph <laughs> yeah, of, the, well, of the podcast where I said we tied up a woman. Well, I don't like that. I the feel, fact that I you keep reiterating it is really helping. Yeah, I know. Because you could I'm have just, cut it previously, but you can't now. Well, it's, well, I can still cut this, but it's worrying me, is what I'm saying. I'm not like that. Yeah, anyway. You st- establish a commune with orcs and then have sex with the orcs. <laughs> is this just a personal thing? Do you just really, really like some orcs? I think that orcs. Are, yeah, you know what? I like a woman with tusks. I don't see anything wrong with like... tusks. I'm sure it'd be fine. Don't you? Really? <laughs> if I was in a world <laughs> where orcs exist, ah, that's true. Yeah, like, I don't think I don't think tusks would be the thing that put me off. I think yeah, you probably want like tentacles. Yeah, like at that yeah, point, be being a dragon would, would be, be the thing. That put me make, off. I think it might be quite hard to kiss an orc though in that way, but you I could guess, probably work it out. I guess you? it depends on like tusk trajectory. Out of the mouth. Well, generally, generally they, like they jut out the bottom lip over the top. So yeah. I, you could probably have a bit of a bit of a nice smooch, you know. I guess it depends if the if the tusks are sharp. Are we talking like saber toothed tiger? Or are we talking like wild boar? I guess with orcs traditionally we're talking wild boar. And like, I, I I don't think as well like because they're going to be sharp enough to you know to bite through flesh and stuff, but only if the orc decides to bite. It's not like it's not like it's got razors in its mouth. Well, I mean, tusks don't have to don't have to bite. That's what they're for, aren't they? No. 
Are they for charging? They're like horns you get in your mouth. Yeah, that's what I figure. Ah, okay. Because if they stick okay, out of well, your mouth, like you, you can't mm. get another tooth on top of it. To... This is very off topic. Well, no, let's just let's consider this. So, so, so like, I, I figured, like, like the tusks latch on, and then that gives you push. I don't know. I don't know how how tusks work, but I think that it would be like if if you're in a if you're in a fantasy realm and you see like a nice a nice orc. I, I think why not? Because they get a bad rap, and they're sort of I don't I never really liked the way that they they were like default chaotic evil. Yeah, like, and, and there was not always up to this, the orc. There was always this huge prejudice against half orc characters yeah. when they put those yeah. in. Yeah. Like, why? Well, because they're they're standings for black people, Chris. No, I mean they are. Yes, no, I'm. I'm not <laughs> saying they're not. What I'm yeah. saying is, the fact that you've got like an otiug exists in this world yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you're going you know Mind what flares. you know what that man's skin's green hmm I'm not going to talk to him mm, excuse you know me I believe while I run away generation. on my centaur <laughs> like come on why aren't there more riding centaurs I guess because they're people in <laughs> yeah they're like get off me dude what's the thing that you most fancy about orcs <laughs> what's the thing I most fancy about orcs mm-hmm. I don't know Hmm. I think it's the fact that they're probably one of the few um, fantasy playable races that could easily pick me up. Yeah, because you're a really big guy. You're like six foot eight. I'm six eight, and I'm not light. No, not not, not at the moment. So no. I, I, I could definitely, but like, but like, uh, well, I mean, like, halflings get strength eighteen, but that would just look silly. Exactly. Actually, 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 Chris, I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Which of the which of the traditional fantasy races would you most like to be in a romantic relationship with? And you can't one. just say half elves because they're hot. I don't like. I, I don't like elves. Oh, you're not into the whole elf and. No, I don't. I don't like the aloof. No. The aloofness. Okay. I mean, admit, like, I admit. I think I, I do. I do like my uh, my lovers to be shorter. And wafy, apparently. No, no, and not wafy. No, I'm not. Thirteen I'm not into times your age. That I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> just... I don't know. I. Yeah. The the uh, the older the cut. Yeah, the, 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 the more the more choice of the meat. So it's well aged. Yeah, yeah. In the elven lands of the past two hundred years, <laughs> which so 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 you you are and, and we're not just talking like one night stands. We're not like um you know bone and dash. I'm talking like a proper relationship with this character. I don't know. I think I think half orcs would be able to oh, get yeah. a lot done that I just couldn't do. So it'd be like having a man around the house. Yeah. Essentially, but, like I would really like somebody to, you know, bang you on fantasy world, chop wood. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So I, well, I mean, the thing is, because because you're straight. Yeah. But you would like a woman with the strength of a very strong man. Of a of a very strong half orc. <laughs> so looks looks not that much of a problem to you. Not overly, I mean, if you could do some light accounting, that'd be tops. That'd be great, yeah. We both suck at that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'd go for? What's that? Dwarves. Nice nice big dwarf. Yeah, imagine, imagine, right? Because like dwarves get a bit of short shrift and also like all I can tell every every oh, uh, that was on that wasn't on purpose. Mm. Um every single dwarf I've seen was a dude. And I wanna well, I wanna see more lady dwarves, um, in general. But you know, they're kind of they they kind of I believe to to use a a term I heard on Twitter, thick. Mm-hmm. Mm. They've got they've got that booty, and I would like I would like to imagine imagine right you've got like because dwarves are rich as well they've got all that gold 
they can afford wonderful hair products. Yeah, well, imagine. Hmm. A lot of conditioning go soaks in there. Imagine like you take the glorious hair of a well presented, like uh, well conditioned lady or gent with long hair from the from the real world, from the earth world. Then you apply it to a wonderful long flowing beard. Just imagine, just imagine, just cuddling up next to that. We're back on the bear again, aren't we? Yep. Back. I just, I just want to cuddle a bear. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you just want a long committed relationship with an assigned creature. It's not a sex thing. No, nope, that's, that's a, a committed around. relationship. Yeah, can I ride the bear? That's up to the bear. Okay, yeah, cool. All right. Consent I think important. though, because like they're no nonsense, yeah. which I like. Gruff. They, they like a drink, and I they like. They can a handle drink. their liquor. I like that. They can handle their liquor. And so can elves. I mean, yeah. nah, kind of. I mean, they're largely but, immune to poisons. It, so, what's the thing? Well, it's fun when dwarves handle their liquor, and it's boring when elves handle their liquor. Elves true. might as well just not drink. They're just being dicks about it, aren't they? Yeah. Elves. What about the monsters, though? Because we just like pick normal humanoid races. Well, I mean, you got the easy ones like Changeling. That could be fun. Oh, but that's, that's a bit like. So I, I asked a question, <laughs> yeah, that's which, a was, which was. What's the, what's the best magic spell? And uh, some guy said, um, can I just put forward ours magic because it lets you make any spell? No, you can't. <laughs> and you can't have changeling. Who do you want to have sex with? Oh, everyone. Fuck no, 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 no. All right, fair enough. I, I, will, I will accept that one. I'm trying to think of a monster mm. that's not, like... Monstrous. I'm, I'm going to use the phrase incompatible in, like... Maybe one of those big, um, yeah, I know what you mean, like, like biologically. Yeah, like biologically, and also the fact that you're, if I get like a gelatinous cube, mm. like that came into my head, I'm like, no, see what's going to happen is I'm going to come into contact with you at some point and then dissolve and die. I'm incompatible yeah, what, with that creature. Like, what a what a beautiful time. <laughs> what a beautiful eighteen minutes as I melt <laughs> all of my skin off. Uh, I think like like some sort of um, fawn. Or big like, like stag, a tumnus stag creature. Color. Yeah, but like more staggy than deery. Okay, but still with like nice big, are we still going like ni- cloven hoof. Yeah, like a nice big stag man. Right. You know, treat me right. Because like dryads, also hot, but a bit kind of splintery. I'd be worried about that. Hot up in their trees. Oh, naiads, naiads. There you go. That's a fair. That's a fair. That's a fair one. Are they the ones that drown you? I believe so. Get have a kelpie. I mean, that's an underwater horse that drowns you. Kind of, kind of a seal horse, but it can shapeshift into a pretty beautiful lady. Yep, Huldras, beautiful from the front. What's what's a Huldra again? A uh, Huldra is a Nordic legend where their backs weren't seen by God, mm. so their backs are tainted, and they've got cow's tails. Oh, like they're, they're all shadowy and weird. Aren't yeah, they? but if they marry a, if they marry Christian in a Christian church. Mm-hmm. Then, because sorry, their, their fronts are utterly, inutterably beautiful. Mm-hmm. If they marry a, a, in a Christian church, then they lose the nasty back stuff, but also the lovely front stuff, and just become a boring person. Oh. I love that. Like, yes, you are otherworldly and beautiful. Now you are flat average. Love get it. Fine, I guess. Yeah, like I you're basically okay. I think it would be a real mark of pride. Like, okay, so listen. I think I think that it, it, it is a toxic. It is a it is an idea of toxic masculinity to reduce the idea of lovemaking and sex to conquest. I don't like that. However, if you could fuck the Tarasque, I would buy you a drink. Yep. Like I mean, like obviously the Tarasque's got to be into it. I'm not gonna like don't don't like sexually assault a Tarasque. But <laughs> no, I mean the court case alone is gonna take forever. 
Yeah, I mean, just getting a building big enough for the terrestrial to sit in, um, in when, when, when it testifies. But, you know, that would be, be kind of impressive, seeing it's the biggest, most dangerous thing in the world. Plus, it's only out and about for a little bit of time. Because it, like, it, oh, that's it true, hibernates yeah. for, I can't remember how long, but it hibernates for years. It could be your summer girl. <laughs> my, well, my 58th summer girl. <laughs> Every 58 summers we are together. I've come back for you, Chris. Finally, my love. I couldn't stop thinking, oh, God, you're old now. Well, yes, it's been 56 years. <laughs> Average lifespan of a human, somewhere in the 70s. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Still, That's awkward. You know. How old was I the first time? What? Oh, well, 20. Yeah, nice. Okay. So, 16. Let's yeah. have you 16. That's cool. It was a, it was, it was a summer thing. Yes, that optimises it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. What was the original just, question? Just, I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm just thinking about a Tarascan lipstick now. I'm just... Oh, I've got so much lipstick. <laughs> it's going to take months. I'm just looking through the Monster Manual and thinking if there's any of these that I would like to romance. I'm just getting ready. Oh, Jesus. We're back in hibernation <laughs> before we leave. It's like painting the fourth bridge. <laughs> a team of 30 stout yeomen. I don't think there's many um, creatures I would like to be in a romantic relationship with uh, in the Monstrous Manual. No, I mean, um, let's be honest. None I of think... them are very cosy or cuddly. No, I think the the, the issue oh, there is wait, in word no, choice. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Giant eagle. <laughs> Hang on, a giant eagle or a rock? Mm, rock's too easy. I want a giant eagle. How, how are rocks too easy? They're massive. Uh, yeah, they're too big. I can't get in my house. Giant eagle can probably hang out in bed with me. Well, you go to the you go go to the rocks house. You're the rocks house. Yeah, I guess it could lift me up there, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's a big fella. Do you reckon a rock's cuddlier than an eagle? I'd like to Probably. think so. There's more of it, isn't He's, he's it? Yeah. been in more films. What I would like... <laughs> I mean, ideally, uh, more so than any of these, I would like to be in a romantic relationship with The Rock. The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Because he, ju- he just seems like... No, no, no. Sorry, uh, Dwayne Johnson, is. Uh, he just looks a lot like The Rock. No, The Rock's, oh. um, the Rock's a wrestler. Dwayne Johnson's an actor. Oh, okay. Um, okay. He, just, he, just, he just seems like the best human being we've done. Yeah, like, he just seems so utterly unproblematic. He's he's genuinely cheerful. Yeah, like if if you if if, if you want a nice day, go on the Rock's mm. Instagram. He's just yeah, just seems like a decent guy. He's like today I just helped these kids and I'm having a rockin' pizza. It's just the nineties, but wonderful. I want you to imagine, Chris. The Rock is disappointed in you. Uh, what have I done? Just imagine how sad that would be. The oh. Rock is disappointed with me. Like my mother, I can handle. <laughs> but the Rock, God himself, that's fine. Fine, fine. He's like, God turns up and he's like, "What on earth have you done to upset Dwayne?" <laughs> yeah, like, Dwayne, tell me all about it. It's going to be okay, darling. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Thanks, God. I'll deal with it. I'm well, just of course, you are. I'm not entirely sure why I want to talk about having sex with monsters so much. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it, inter- does fasc- it does fascinate me. There is an entire range, an entire genre of of Japanese art for this. Of this, actually, for you. you know what? You know what? Sorry, I'm wrong. It's not having sex with monsters. It's being in a relationship with them. Because, like, like, I think it's it's kind of, it's kind of gross to imagine having sex with a sphinx or something. You know, all the all the you know the downstairs happening. <laughs> the downstairs put, put, happening. Putting the hee hee and the hoo ha, whatever. Name you know, my first nightclub. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the downstairs happening. In the upstairs summit. Ladies special. are free before twelve thirty. The ladies are free. Ladies get in free. Oh, okay. That, was that sort of place. 
No. Not a brothel. No. But like, but being in a romantic relationship with a with a mythical beast interests me. Like, what about a hydra? <laughs> Did, does it have seven personalities? Does it have one personality? Is it an awful dragon creature? The answer is yes. Yeah, that's true. It probably wouldn't be very good at, good as a you know partner, would it? Conversationalist, or you know, yeah, anything. ask me a question, Chris. Ask me a question. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm kind of bogged down in this one. Well, if, you, if you've got more grist for the I, for the for the romantic relationship, I, I, I think I think we should we should put a pin in that. To be honest with you, and revisit it every single podcast. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like right. even ones that aren't like even podcasts that aren't this one, ones we guest on. Yeah, just pop. Got to make so sure that, that that yeah. So guys. Orcs? <laughs> wink, You want to get on that? All right, here we go. Well, here we, we can't go. wink. We, yeah, okay, we go. yeah here we've we got a Reddit one. We've got a Reddit one. Okay. It's actually a rules thing. What uh, is your favourite ability score system and why? Uh, so I'm taking, it, I'm taking it back to the rules. Okay, my favourite ability score system comes from Shock Social Science Fiction. Okay. Hit me. In which you do, okay, so, that, so I'm just going to perk up because I'm going, because it's a really boring question. But but shock science fiction is a really good game. The idea of shock science fiction, sorry, shock social science fiction, is that you generate the two axes um, of your of your characters, and these are the only ways in which things can be advanced. So let's say, for example, it's a space opera. It's going to be either spaceship battles or romance. And these are the only two ways you can move the story forward. You can do anything else, you can talk about it, but if you want to succeed or fail or whatever, you have to do one of these two things. Um, and so at that point, you are either um, incredibly good at space battles or bad at space battles or incredibly romantic or unromantic. And you put yourself somewhere along those along those two lines, as it were, to, to get a part of your character. But you can do things like in... Um, you could do a cyberpunk game. So like... Um, Sneak and go loud, and buy it and steal it can be the two axes that you've got. Yeah, and you define your own solutions and your own progression for the story. I think that's lovely. Uh, what about you, Chris? So is it BRP? Is it BRP? Every is time, BRP? every time with the BRP, oh, it's BRP. not BRP. Oh, I feel safe with the hundreds. I do. I feel so safe with the hundreds. I do like me mm-hmm. some OSR stuff as well. Anyway, um, no, it's uh, it's a dirty world. I'm a huge oh, fan what's, what's of a dirty that? world system. Uh, everything is on a continuum, so okay. your your stats shift. Yeah, and they're kind of uh, similar to hit points as well. So, like you can mm-hmm. you can damage somebody's purity mm. to make them take a bribe. Ah, that's nice. And you shift thing like you know you you do something that says that says um, in the rule state you know shift this person three towards corruption. Mm. Um, and I really like that that thing where you're constantly like as a player and and, and and as your character you're trying to push yourself towards maybe purity whatever mm. but the game is constantly forcing you the other way oh that's lovely I like that um, and because it's a dirty world it's all about succumbing to that corruption and about yeah. you know taking the back yeah it's, it's, I, I yeah. still think it's one of the best things Stolzy's written excluding unknown armies because goddamn unknown armies obviously I, I did write a game earlier this week which uses a similar mechanic. Yes, you, do. you have two. You, you have two stats: one is criminal and one is bear, and you have six points between them, and they shift. But you can't spoil that, that because that's not out Sorry? yet. That's not out yet. It's out to my patrons. Yeah, if, I, if, 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 if they, if, if, if they, uh, or indeed you, would give me five dollars a month, you can, you can, you, <laughs> you can, can read it. it now. <laughs> good plug. Good plug. 
Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I'm sure that they're, 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 they're going to just roll in to read my games about fucking orcs or something. <laughs> Have you written that one yet? No, I can't. I like, I've got a fairly clean image. And again, it's not about fucking the orcs. It's about managing a relationship with the orc that I'm interested in. Well, I mean, you're the one that said games about fucking orcs. Yeah, you're right. So... <laughs> None of Maybe us I just need to go over suggested it. that. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> <laughs> we've got another question. We must oh. have another question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, we've got some questions from Turb. Not from Turb. Uh, from uh, on the, on the um, what's the word? <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know what you're talking on about. The Google form. On the Google form. On the Google form. Sorry, I've got I've got over like thirty um, tabs open. Why is that a thing? It's also how many how many icons do you have on your desktop, Grant? Mm, it's like I wouldn't want to express it in numbers. It's not really expressible in numbers. It's more of a concept. That man's computer is impossible to use. The concept of lots. Uh, anyway, it's gross. Gabe asks, "Is it Gabe? Garb? I like Garb. Garb asks. Like Some of my friends started laughing. Should I actively break off our friendship or just stop inviting them over? No, just talk to them nicely. That's uh, that's uh, that's throwing some shade there, Gabe. Yeah, there's only one person allowed to throw a shade on this podcast, and that's me, and then maybe Chris. Mm. Sometimes I'm allowed to too, but I, I'm on a quota. Yeah, you are. You are on a cooldown. Mm. I um, I can dig it. Like I can dig that laughers are kind of irritating sometimes, and I believe that's because they have a basically a bonding ritual that non laughers don't have, and that they go off to the woods, or in some cases they go off to a uh, to a university sports hall, <laughs> or a butlins near pretend- you sometimes. Oh, or a scout camp, and they dress up and they pretend to be something they're not, and they sing songs and they get drunk in character together and they mess around and they have fun. And then on New Year's Eve, when you're around at their house and there's no TV or electronic music player in the house, they sing LARP songs and play medieval instruments where you try to get drunk enough to enjoy yourself. Grant? Yes, Chris. Did somebody hurt you? Well, I mean, the th- thing that- I just described <laughs> happened. <laughs> That's what I mean. That genuinely happened. That was New Year's Eve, I think, four years ago, five years ago. <laughs> and you didn't know the words. And like, New Year's Eve Eve, I went to the last Tuesday Societies. Uh, sorry, it was it was White Mischief's New Year's Eve Eve ball, and it was a masquerade, and there were like just naked dudes covered in gold paint running around the place, and three rooms of like electro swing, and then the night after that, I watched a man play a horn. <laughs> at chess and he lost <laughs> it was the worst night of my life anyway point is LARPers have this have the, have an in joke that most of us can't share in but they are still people I believe and we should try and like them also Chris and I used to run LARPs yeah I mean I never would have called us LARPers no. but we we used to run LARPs yes so I, I went I, I went to a to, to proper LARP I you think went for th- half an hour. No, I went three times, I think, in total. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, you and, told me you only went once. I, you yeah, trying to be cool? I do. Yeah. I, I I didn't quite get it. No. Like there was like for for somebody who laps regularly, there is an emotional connection to it that I just couldn't foster. Mm-hmm. I can I, it's like I could see why they were getting excited. I just couldn't grab onto it myself. Mm. Um, and to be honest with you, like I would give pretty much anything just better dress up in a nice big suit of armour all day I think you'd get quite sleepy Chris I would but like just yeah. going out to the shops I, 
doing that in plate mail would be rad. I'm not, yeah, not sure. going to lie. That would be amazing. Or like half plate. Something slightly more practical so you can just knock all the crisps off the shelves. <laughs> I, w- I do want. I want to wear pauldrons, right? Pauldrons. Gr- I mean, and like, and like, like a leather pauldron. I don't mean it doesn't have to be steel or anything, but like oh, having like a, like a leather pauldron would be great. It's like when you when you're playing a, an RPG game on your computer, mm-hmm. yeah. and you've got some new armor, you're like whatever, that's fine. It looks it all right. Then you get some new yeah. shoulders. You're like, goddamn, I look rad. It's yeah. always been about the shoulder pads. Enormous yeah, sure. shoulder I mean, pads. you played a lot of Warcraft. I did. Which is, I believe, I think over 100% in that game is, is with shoulder pads. Yes, and in some cases mm-hmm. you, you seem to be able to see the character's head because of the shoulder pads. That's, th- that's sound tactics, Chris. It is. It, it, it works for Space Marines. <laughs> you can't shoot me in the face, but I can't look left. <laughs> they must get. They must be really quite easy to run around Terminators. I, I believe you the know? word is bamboozle. Because like you could just step slightly to the right of them and they can't see you unless they've got little cameras mounted on there. But oh, where do you go? They are completely immune to that joke where you tap them on the right shoulder but you're standing on their left. Well, because it's too far away. Well, because it's too far away and also not going to feel it through like forty inches of plate mail. I, I, I believe it's only inch thick. Oh, plastic. Well. Theramite? Plastic theramite. Theramite. I don't know. No, what's it called? Oh, they've got, they've got like silly fantasy metals. Pycrete. I think that's a real thing. It is it? a real thing. I just like the yeah. idea of them being plastic. They, they call it. They call it plastic. Uh, I want to. No, plastil. Plastil. Plastic steel. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's as structurally sound as um, as plastic and as heavy as metal. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing, Chris. This has been a shit show of an episode. <laughs> This is just this is just this this episode has crawled out of a hole somewhere and coughed up its oh. last. But I, I I feel I feel we should explain potentially why that is. Why is that? D- d- this, I'd like to know. It's been a busy week for us. Has it? Yes, it has. We've been writing. I, I put my I put my cat in a shelter. You put your cat in a shelter for a bit. For a bit. Mm. It's not a permanent thing, people. Who yeah, he's, he's in he's in a cattery. Cat. He's in a cattery for six weeks, and okay. I miss him already. And we're making a we're making a company. Yeah, uh, there's a lot going on. People didn't come to hear our excuses, Chris. They came to hear hot role-playing advice. Hot from role-playing us. takes. Hot. <laughs> they came to hear the warmest available takes on twelve-year-old <laughs> RPG products. <laughs> <laughs> they came. They, they came to hear me really mash up Mage: The Ascension twenty-one years after it's been. Really- <laughs> oh, if only it had been a good game, then it might be a good game now. Chris, we can't say Mage of the Ascension's bad. It bad doesn't game. matter anymore. I don't it doesn't matter. It's like saying Pac-Man's bad. Yeah, I guess now. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, I don't know. Um, listen, thank you so much for listening, <laughs> listener. If you've made it through, we were only going to do a half-hour-long podcast, and we're already at fifty minutes. If you've made it this far, you are a absolute star. We love you very much. If if there's any if there's any fantasy creature that you would like to be in a romantic relationship with, please keep it to yourself. Uh, no, that's not true. No, actually, Let the world tweet know. me. Let the world know. Tweet me a drawing of you, a non-sexual PG-13 drawing of you and the monster in harmony together. I'd like that very much. I'm sure Chris would uh, like that. I liked it. Yep, be lovely. If not, actually enjoy it himself. Um, because we're interested to hear. Because like we think that we think that romance is an important part. Of, I think that romance is an important part of role playing. I'm not even sure whether that's true. <laughs> I think that having no, characters you can fancy 
is important in role playing games because so much of so much of of stories and you know drama and our great narratives about people who fancy each other and suddenly you get like you, you get into a role play situation and everyone's like well he's all right looking you know he's fine yeah it's like yeah but like is he is, is he a big hunk do you feel a bit funny when he looks at you great okay because like because like if, if someone's if someone's really hot that gives you that gives you motivation to stick around and see what the story is here here is my challenge for you GM who's listening to this, make every character in your game absurdly attractive. Men, women, orcs, whatever. They are all hot. I'm just sticking with a moment of silence. <laughs> I wondered what you were doing. <laughs> I thought, genuinely, that you were going to finish your sentence. I said hot. I didn't know that was the end of the sentence. No, well, okay, listen. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, really, uh, you must be super tired must, or as much coffee as we are. Tired. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe maybe just like maybe you helped you go to sleep and that's lovely. Uh please rate and review us on iTunes uh, after listening to a superior episode to this one. Um we yeah. love you very much. Um we are we are your best friends and we would do anything for you and I want you to know that. We love you dearly. We love you dearly. And we will be back uh, next time with an actual podcast. We're so sorry. Oh my god, we're going to be so full up of energy. We're going to be so full of vim and vigor. It'll be spilling out of us right. like too much beer in a glass. Ooh. Now it's just too much coffee in a mug. Yeah. Thank you. And good night. Good night. <laughs>